ball in. Knocks it across by Walker. It's ball inside. It's in. The D have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzanzi. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. I'm your host, as usual, Daniel Smith, and with me, about to drag you down to the depths of despair, is Paul Gray. Paul, it's good to have you back. It's great to be back, Danny. How are you? (laughs) Yeah, I thought having a few days off um, after watching the match, I might have been coming up into this podcast a little bit more upbeat, but... Just as it was pressing record, there, it just all came back to me. I was like, yeah. I was like a Vietnam veteran, and it was all coming back to me at a later date. Dundee, you've just sucked the life right out of you <laughs> again, again, for like the eight hundred and seventy second time. Yep, we never who's, learn. Who's counting? No. <laughs> so obviously, Friday night TV. <sighs> Air United win 3 1. But mm-hmm. Paul, you know what? Uh, you've told me you've got some words to say about this game. So <laughs> uh, before I say anything, on you go, mate. Just fire in. Oh, I, I was just going to speak about the game and then, you know, speak about some other things. But I mean, I was, oh, I don't know. When I watched it at the time, I thought, you know, after Dundee scored, we just disappeared out of the game. But when I watched the highlights back again, we actually had a couple of chances right after the goal. Um, and we could have put the game to bed, but it was when they scored the equaliser that Dundee just disappeared. We might as well have just walked off the pitch. There was no point in us being on the pitch mm-hmm. uh, after the equaliser. Um, and this is kind of happening quite a lot, or it's, it's happening, you know, like it says, it's happened against uh, our broth, you know, where we've went 1-0 up, we've been pegged back. It's happened against the air again here on Friday. We go 1-0 up, you think, right, we're on easy streak, but we get pegged back and then we just disappear. So I don't know what the hell's going on here, but it's someone's needing fixed and it needs fixed now. <laughs> <coughs> the defence. Correct. But I mean, first goal, I thought, brilliant. I mean, there was no reason for McMullen to even get that cross when it came in from McEwen. Like you thought that was just going out for a goal kick and then there's your, there's Rudden, six yard boxes to poke it, uh, poke it away. And that's kind of what we've, probably been saying on a few podcasts where we need him to be the poacher mm-hmm. and there he is he's in the box he's getting in the position he's scoring the goal he had another chance like that in the second half as well when he was trying to just toe poke it kind of like his goal against our broth so things like it says were looking good but then the equalizer came in Sweeney out muscled by Masonda um, and then this, that their number nine uh, Depot Akinyemi touches it in did it touch his hand? I don't know. I kind of thought I hit his arm, but maybe that's just me. Like, I think it just hot, hot the side of him and went in. Um, I mean, to me, it was an awful goal to get to give away. Um, mm-hmm. The defender shouldn't be getting beat, no, right on the line like that. Um, and it's becoming a common occurrence. I think that we'll allow players to get the movement to. Okay, again, it's not taking much movement from it. It's been hot off him, to be honest. But at the same time, the defender should be all over that. And mm-hmm. without criticising too much, 
I feel like Sharp should have been out off his line as soon as that ball's coming in to try and mm. claim that or punch it away or something. Mm. It just seemed it was a sh- I don't want to swear because I was, I'm going to swear anyway, but a shite goal to give away. And one that was easily, easily could have been uh, cleared. Last week I said um be interesting to see how good this Masonda is. And it was him that outmuscled Sweeney um, mm. to get the knock on. Um, and I thought Masonda actually had a pretty damn good game. Yeah, I think you're also right with the keeper. I mean, it's six yard box. He's got to come out and at least attempt to get it, but he doesn't. And then I think it might have been Grayson that was out muscled on the by Akinyemi uh, on the on the goal line. But mm-hmm. it's hopeless goal. And then, like it says, Dundee. You know, scored, we're attacking, we're looking like we're way to absolutely romp it, we concede and then we disappear. It's like the team just went into their shell um, mm-hmm. and they didn't have a plan B uh, at all. I mean, it didn't help with uh, McEwen going off injured um, to then be replaced by McGee. Baffling. I mean, when he had to go off, to me, the most obvious substitution and probably the more impactful substitution would have been McGinn. Obvious. But Absolutely obvious. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading between the lines here and thinking that he's been banished to the, the bench, hardly coming on. There must be something in this because the, he would have been, I think we said it in the pod, this is the type of game I think mm. he would have thrived in. And mm-hmm. to see a, a, a player that plays it on the wing, like McEwen, who I thought was my best player, up to the, the point he got injured, uh, going off. I thought you would put somebody that could play on the left, that's got the back skill and uh, the passing around them to put to, mm-hmm. to replace him, but McGee's not that player. So nope. we've just basically like took off an attacking player and put a, a defensive midfielder kind of in, in that yep. place. And that then, to me, killed the shape of the team. Yep, totally. Because what I noticed was um, Paul McMullen went out onto the left wing. And mm-hmm. I noticed this in the Queen's Park game when he was he played Paul McMullen on the left. That's not his position. Paul kind of cut inside. He's not that type of player. He gets down the line, he whips the ball in. That's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's McMullen on the left. And then Josh Mulligan was practically playing on the right. And I know people are saying, oh, yeah, but he played there for Peterhead. He was brilliant there, Peterhead. So what? That's no his position for Dundee, centre-mid, uh, attacking centre-mid. And he was wasted out uh, on the right wing. And it was probably one of Mulligan's worst games, caught in possession a lot. Um, but to me, that's that's down to the down to the manager making, mm-hmm. the, making, making the changes, you know. But I'll speak about the changes, the other change later on. Um, <laughs> but... Um, then obviously they um, they get a second, which to me could have been avoided easily. Aye. I, looking back at the highlights, I say highlights, looking back at the goal on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Paul McMullen just leaves the man. Yep. Just lets him run. And mm-hmm. that costs the goal to me. That, mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't ever want to kind of say, that's his fault, it's his fault. That was his fault. He's left his man to run there. Um, yep. And the boy, a fantastic goal. Fantastic no, but goal. McMullen's no bust a gut to, or even no even bust a gut, just even follow him. Try and put him off. If he mm-hmm. if he's not going to tackle him, just try and, you know, get a wee shoulder in there. Just try and put him off. I mean, take nothing away from the boy. It was a brilliant strike. But his weaker foot 
Meekerfoot, mm-hmm. bottom corner, cracking the goal. Um, I'm sure I heard on the commentary going that that's his first goal in yeah. professional football or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it has, happens to be against Dundee. Shock. And you got um, you got it gift wrapped mm-hmm. with your bow on top. <laughs> but I mean, I, before yeah. before before we conceded though, we we looked good for another goal. We were pushing for another goal. But again, a moment, a lapse of concentration at the the far end, at the back of the, mm-hmm. the team has cost us daily again, yep. which is has and is a common occurrence now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even blind person probably see that now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, it's hard to put a finger on it, like, but it's 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 definitely coming from the defence, not just defence, but I'm talking like the back four and the keeper. There's mm-hmm. something happening which is then having like a ripple effect throughout the team. You know what I yeah. mean? Starting at the back, mistakes are being made, and then it's just rippling through midfield, rippling up to the strikers. Mm-hmm. And it's it needs fixed like ASAP. I know I keep saying that, but it needs done now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I've spoke about the defence every single pod. Every single pod Correct. spoke about the defence. And it's becoming tiresome now that I'm actually thinking of other ways how to be negative when I come on. <laughs> well, it's not even being negative, is it? It's, it's pointing out the, the obvious. Yeah. Stating, stating a fact. I mean, yeah. the, the times when you've mentioned that, I've kind of been like, oh, God, here he goes again. He loves <laughs> saying that. But then after watching the game, you know, getting up in the, getting up in the morning and actually having to think about it and going, yeah, bloody hell, Daniel's right. Um, same defence. that What is it conceded? What was it, third most in the championship when we got promoted? Something yeah, like that. Something like that, yeah. And then um, relegated with the same team, obviously with the addition of Sweeney, but we'll we'll speak about Sweeney uh, in a moment as well, but more than likely. <laughs> but I mean uh, I mean yeah. obviously finished three one, crap. But I mean watching highlights again in the day, Dundee did have chances. So it could have been it could have been a reverse of that. Mm-hmm. But again, our defensive frailties, uh, there's been another team that's exploited it. And yeah. actually, it, it, to be fair, it was the their number nine, that, that Akinyemi, that exploited that. Boy, was sensational. So he get was, the checkbook out now. He, yeah, he <laughs> honestly, <was> absolutely <laughs> tremendous for that. What he, a player. He held up the ball, he got the mm-hmm. ball, he ran with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, he just looked like a, a, a an all-round striker. And scored two, set up the second as well. Um, he he absolutely terrorised Sweeney and French to a degree, but he terrorised Sweeney. I think Sweeney probably went to went to his bed on Friday and had nightmares about him. <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, because he he just run him ragged, and you could see that when you know the frustration with with Sweeney at the end of the game, obviously getting his second book and when he's spat the dummy out and launched the ball on the deck. Fucking idiot, absolute idiot. Yeah, I mean. Let's just know away. We'll speak about his red card. Mm-hmm. He Sweeney's been off his game for a wee while now. Mm-hmm. At the start of the season, when I done commentary for DTV, mm-hmm. uh, totally like had Sweeney up on a pedestal. Um, I thought he's going to be a fantastic player for us this season, but he's no been. Um, <laughs> that was just a stupid yellow. You do that on a yellow card, you know you're getting set off. Yeah, mm-hmm. straight away you're like that's the sentence. He's, he's thrown the ball down like that and sent something to the linesman. That's you gone. That is you gone. And it's so stupid that now he's going to be missing for games. But on Heinz, look, looking at it, 
we can actually look at it and think, well, is this maybe a bad thing? And uh, is this maybe not a good thing, actually? Because now Ashcroft, who's been getting put on, if you go put it up front when he came on, we'll speak about that later, um, he must be ready to, to, to dive back into this team. And Nils has chance to do this because mm-hmm. Ashcroft was absolutely solid for us mm-hmm. in the championship and we missed him dearly when he got injured mm-hmm. last season. I mean you might have missed a couple of you might you might be missing a couple of paces off him coming mm-hmm. back because it was been it's been a lengthy and a bad injury. But I don't think he's going to be any worse than what Sweeney's performed like. And mm-hmm. Like you say, I hate coming on and having go at boys, but um, he's he's not been firing on all cylinders, and the the red card was just yeah. I mean, you're getting sent off like that. You deserved you deserved to be dropped, and I mean, he, he doesn't have to be dropped now. He's suspended, but you you know what I mean. It just it was just stupid. I mean, he'll be obviously he'll be suspended for the league game, but mm-hmm. I would I'd drop him for the Falkirk game. Hundred percent. This is the time to get Ashcroft in and to try and get a match fit for the Queen's mm-hmm. Park game. It's not going to happen overnight. We know that, but get him in, no. get him playing Tuesday, even if it's sixty minutes or something. Like, doesn't have to play the whole game, but get him started. Um, he'll hear that defence organised as best as he can because mm-hmm. I've still not got faith in the, the whole defence. Um, might say we need to look at a couple of reinforcements for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ashcroft in that team. Tuesday, hundred percent. Like you said there about you know um, Sweeney, you put Sweeney up on a pedestal. I think a lot of Dundee fans did. I was probably one of them, um, thinking he's God's gift to centre halves. You know, um, and obviously we gave him Player of the Year. He got the captaincy as well. You know, he's made a few mistakes at the start of the season. I don't know. Is he feeling a pressure or something? Does he mm-hmm. maybe? Does he need a break? And, you know, like it says, in hindsight, you know, it's a red card, but uh, a sending off and a suspension. But it's probably a blessing in disguise, not just for Dundee, but for him. Aye. Because, I mean, don't get us wrong, like, he he can do the business. Like, he can can play better than what he has been. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best way of saying it. He can play better than what he has been. But, unfortunately for us, he's not been. (laughs) No, he's not. And that's the problem. Um, But let's not be honest. Uh, uh, Let's not be harsh on him 100% because it's the the whole defence in, in games. I mean, I, I think Marshall and Kerr done fine yeah. on, on Friday. But everything came down the middle. Everything mm-hmm. came down the middle. And the midfield was posted missing. Defence mm-hmm. was posted missing. But every game this season, there's been sections of that defence that as soon as there's a hint of pressure or the team can see the goal, we just kind of fold up, honestly. It's... And then we invite more pressure onto us. We got lucky with the Arbroath game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think we spoke about the Arbroath game, obviously, and thought it was a fantastic victory. We probably deserved that. But, yeah. I mean, let's not forget about that. They could have had chances to win the match before we scored two. And it's happened in a few games that we've got very lucky of not conceding, like against Queen's Park in the last minute of the League Cup. Yeah. Where the ball fell at the boys' feet. And if it wasn't for him, uh, screwing up his lines. It was going to be it was going to be a draw, it was going to be two all. So Definitely. to me, the warning signs have been there in every single game. And I'm not coming on here just to be negative or just to pop at the t- team. I don't know. I want I want to speak about the team and like like say the Arbroath game. Hmm. Could it easily have lost that game? 
but I came on, being all positive. But when there's a time to look at Sohan, and be on probably be more constructive than some of the words that I've used, there's a time to do it, and the time's now of looking and saying, well, come on, this isn't working, this isn't working, why is it not working? Mm-hmm. And this is the thing, I mean, we could, de- we could easily, I could, well, I could come on here and probably speak for an hour about, you know, what I feel's going wrong with the team, but it's not, I'm really not wanting to have a, be, be having a go here, I'm just, as from what I've observed, and if I'm observing it, I feel like there's probably other people that have observed it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, ding, 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 here's one of a, here's a cliche coming, um, I mean, if you think of the team uh, like a machine, you know, each player's a cog in that machine, but if one of those players isn't playing up to the, up to the, you know, 100%, then the whole machine breaks. You know what I mean? Just to give you an example, like say, say McCowan's not playing great and Marshall's having to push forward to obviously support him or that, that's leaving Marshall's left back position exposed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's easy as that. <laughs> Um, they need to just every every player needs to be at hundred percent fighting for each other, um, and this is not going to happen. You know these mm-hmm. this, but, but I feel like, like I'm saying, you know, I, I feel it's a I, I do generally feel this is a confidence thing, and I touched on it just there, like you know how the confidence like it kind of ripples throughout the team. You know, if you've got like if you've got a shaky goalkeeper, then the defenders are going to be flapping. The defenders are going to be like, oh, if this ball goes past me, I keep, he's not getting it. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then they're, well, they're shiting themselves. But then then that means the midfielders are then going to see it and be mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, we're going to hit a cover of the defenders now. So they're, they're not doing their job of getting the ball and pay, playing forward. They're having to cover the defenders in case they make a mistake, <laughs> sure. um, which then results in the strikers not getting service, who's then having to drop deep to try and win the ball, but then there's nobody to play it forward to. You know what I mean, it's like you got a confident and commanding goalkeeper, then your defenders, like I says, they're going to be like, ah, oh, we didn't hear worry if the ball goes behind because the keeper's got it easy. Then the mm-hmm. defenders can just sit and do their job, which then relaxes the midfielders who can go, right, we don't need to cover them, let's just get the ball, go forward, assist the striker. And then the striker's going to be absolutely jigging because he's getting the balls on the plate and then mm-hmm. he's scoring goals. It's so there's something, it's defence and goalkeeper needs fixed. Um, I think Legsdens will be in on Tuesday. I genuinely do, and it'll be interesting to see Legsdens in there with Ashcroft and you know obviously Kerr, Marshall, and French. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I think if they if Ashcroft and Legsdens come in and play the way that they should do or what they're capable of, then we'll not concede. No, I mean that would seeing them two names in the team sheet would make us feel a little better. And we said last week about Sharply. I, I didn't think. He's been shaky. I just think there's just like we mistakes that you could probably you'll learn you'll learn from them. Yeah. But I think a lot of people have mentioned he's no affy vocal either. Mm-mm. So that's what you need for a keeper, a vocal keeper. Like you can watch the bounce, can sound like a man that can just show anything. Well, not anything, but um, shout whatever <laughs> you see, whatever you see happening, <laughs> give them a shout. Um, because. If there's no shout, then you're automatically thinking as a defender, got plenty of time here. Can't see anybody in front of us. Plenty of time. I can attack doing this ball, whatever. Um, I don't really think we've lost many goals that way. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the goals we've lost is people playing it on the deck mm-hmm. um, or individual mistakes leading up to a goal. Um, yeah. And, I mean, we should touch on the midfield for a mm-hmm. wee bit here. 
would seem to make a lot of changes in midfield. Or is that just me? Loads. Absolutely yeah. loads. I mean, I was wanting to speak about this. Like, Obviously, the whole thing with Burn, right? Look at the modern game. And it isn't just us that <clears throat> said that that game was crying out for a player like Burn. A boy to just put the foot on the ball, put boys in the air and just do the simple thing. That, that was a game for Burn. But what happened? Two defenders were subbed on into midfield. Mm-hmm. Ahead of him, then a couple of days later in the paper, burn surplus to requirements. Now, now maybe I'm spitballing here, but does that know what's looking like it's happening with McGinn just now? Yeah, I've, yeah, I think it's been happening with McGinn, obviously longer than burn, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's, there's got to be something there. Hundred percent. The last there. game he started was against Patrick. Yeah, first game of the season. Then he's dropped to the bench. But the thing is, you kind of be looking to get rid of him uh, now if he's saying that McCowan's um, injuries are, in you know, in quote quotations, a bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we've got tons of centre midfielders, but we've not got. I mean, who's what wingers have we got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. I mean, and you could look at the bench and think like boys like Lyle Cameron could come on, who have got. Like you say, abundance of ability about them, but mm-hmm. I'd say they're they're not ready yet to be flung in. Um, I spell I say not ready to be flung in. It's not like I've not got confidence in them, but I would be looking at maybe well, we might you get somebody else here just in case because just say we put Cameron in and he doesn't have to go and run in, mm-hmm. affects the boys' confidence. But who else have we got to replace him? Nobody. We've got to look at somebody else. And that's something else should be McGinn, in my opinion, because Definitely. It's, it's coming to the end of the transfer window where boys like McAwen have got teams. If mm-hmm. you've not got a team at this point, there's something like, there's something wrong with you. Eh? Um, Correct. You know, it's uh, it's it's coming to like um, half past two outside the Mardi Gras when you were twenty one. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you take anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it kind of feels like, eh? But um, uh, I mean, I mean, I've, again, there's boys out there that are saying that they're not too bothered about burn no playing, and he wouldn't have made a difference, and he doesn't set up goals or that. But I'm a big fan of burn. I think he does a lot of dirty work that kind of goes mm-hmm. no unnoticed because a lot of boys, I think, it's, like he's kind of looking at some of the comments. It's I've seen, I've seen more boys say they're no bothered now. Than like didn't say anything about him before. Yeah. Um, I think you're always going to get that with your boy that doesn't score goals or set them up. Like if no. you've not got goals or assists against your name, um, means you're shite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I'm not saying, but it doesn't. <laughs> I know, but I'm not saying that the boys that are saying that then they go to the games. They do. No. I mean, everybody gets their own opinion about stuff. And um, I mean, Burn never had the ground running, uh, running uh, with us initially. So I mean, I can. Always respect everybody's opinions with stuff, but I feel like we need him in the team. I'm, I'll miss him when he's not here. Um, unless Boyer's got his wages spent already and he needs red, then he'd be like, well, okay, then um, what, what else is getting brought in? Mm-hmm. But I mean, this kind of moves us on to our next point, and it's maybe it's not been too harsh, but is the honeymoon period over for Boyer? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're sitting here saying, 
oh, get him, kind of, or whatever. Kind of like, oh, it's maybe as a case, I won't, no one can sit here and be like, oh, come on, I didn't really agree with, with, with this that you've done or that. Like, I'm, I'm no shot for the rooftop saying, I got him at the club, he's lost two games. Okay. Not a chance. No, nothing like that, but I think now we can turn around and be like, oh, come on, well, what's he doing there? What, what can, um, does he have to make all these substitutions in the one game and again mm-hmm. and well, how many of them have actually worked half of the time? Mm-hmm. Um I feel like he's got he's still got a lot of work. A lot of work to do at Dundee. And get the start of the season I says a couple of players in, we should be golden. That's not the case with me now. No. It's a good few I think that the season has highlighted that. There's a good few improvements that he has to make. I mean he's doing a lot of tinkering. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, there's a lot of tinkering. Um, does he know what he's settled or what his best eleven is? I think he's probably got an idea. But mm-hmm. with the with the, I mean, you say you're watching like a preseason friendly and they do like six subs and the game just all goes to pot. Yeah, that's what that's what it's like when he's making what five four or five subs in games mm-hmm. and you're like, mm. but speaking of subs, the I mean, we touched on it. The McGee for McKimmon, baffling. That, that's the only word I've baffled. Uh, I, I don't understand why you would overlook somebody that plays on the left wing to actually come on and subby, you know, go on for a mm-hmm. left winger. <laughs> yeah, let's bring on a defensive midfielder. Uh, makes loads of sense. Um, which then left loads of space in the middle of the park for air and again, exploited. But then the other subby... Ashcroft going up front. <sighs> I know. My word, my word. I mean, when you you you're you've got the football in memory generally. Sorry to put you on the spot, but when when has that ever worked? Like putting <laughs> on a big big like six foot odd target man and just zinging uh, high balls to him. When has that worked? <laughs> I know. I, I can't remember it. Somebody did say in one of the chats we were in that. It happened last time Ashcroft got put up top, but I didn't think subbed on. I think maybe like like that shoe got up there, and it, mm-hmm. it sounds familiar, but I just vaguely, yeah. I just couldn't be asked going and looking back on it to be honest, because I wasn't able to end the room my weekend until we came here to record this on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, stuff like that it, never it, pays it, off. You know what? It, uh, sorry, that it it just smelt of desperation. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was like last throw of the dice but it, it, to me taking off a striker for a defender okay the defender going up front absolutely pointless I mean if one thing it showed to me is that we lack attacking options if that's we've got two strikers on and we needed to make a change mm-hmm. um, what's that about eh Ken um I mean, you say it in near enough every single week as well, don't you? Mm-hmm. Still got that number nine shirt. Still yep. not been fitted, but again, time's running out. If mm-hmm. we had somebody in mind that was going to knock them in, come to Dundee and knock them in, he would have been in by now. So, mm-hmm. I, again, it, it makes me think instead of biding with time and getting the right man in, it's mm-hmm. going to be a scramble. To, and it's we're going to end up with some lonely for Kidderminster Harriers or something like that. Signing, it's, it just screams that that's going to happen. But I mean, um, look, look at like Air signing that boy Akinyemi that's playing National League South. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? He, if he carries on the way he is, he's gone in January, and they'll make a wee bit of dough off of him. 
guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I mean, like good. that. What's his name that was at Ross County? The boy, Charles Cook. Oh yeah, yeah. They took a punt on him, and then they've punted him and made a wee bit of dough on it as well. Mental. Uh, the thing is, I mean, I've kind of like going on about no signing people or that and here I go. But I remember the last time we made a few signings from that that league, and go on. I mean, well, well, McCann <laughs> lost his job and <laughs> ended up relegated. We like two points or something like that. So, oh, Mendy um, and that. <laughs> I mean, so it could be one of those, you got your fingers burnt already, we, we boys for that league. And uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we're just, we're, we're just venting just now. I mean, we're, yeah. Did you watch, did you watch uh, the post-match interview from Boyer? No. It was only a minute and a half. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't th- I, it was the one that was on the, basically the Dundee website. It wasn't the one, if there wasn't a different one on uh, the BBC, but I mean, he apologised to the fans. That was the first thing he said, and rightly so, because I mean, obviously, there's, I mean, how much money have the fans forked out to go and watch that, even though it was a, you know, a Friday night game, it was on the TV. Um, and then he went on to say, you know, we looked shaky after the first goal. So, I mean, he's obviously seen that, because like I said, when we scored, we could have had another we could have had another goal, and that would have been it. Game mm-hmm. over. But then they you know, they, they get the equaliser and then we just disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, he's obviously, he can see that, but I don't know, there's been a couple of mistakes that have happened, you know, and they seem to continue to happen. But when Boyer does his interview, he's like, yep, I've seen that happen. You know, he's observed that and acknowledged it, but then mm-hmm. it still happened again. So is it the players, is it the manager, I, 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 is it the confidence? I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Makes me think that he knows exactly. Well, he like I say, he said it, and I've seen that the other interviews as well. And he, know, he and he pinpoints that. Makes me think that he just can't get the right man in mm. for that to sort that out. Exactly um, what I thought. Which is a worry. Uh, let's no beat him in the bush if mm. he sees that and he's no able to to rectify it then, yeah, there's going to be a big problem. I was not even saying like he's no able to, maybe it could, it could be an abundance of, it could be the team no want to let him go, wages, relocate and again, there's, yeah. it's not yeah. just a case of, I oh, couldn't get the player in, again, there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff on it. I mean, Definitely. we said that as the honeymoon period over for Boyer. I say yes, but at the same time, I've got 100% confidence in him. I totally think, caught, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's only, it's only been nine games it's only been nine games. I know that we're five games in now to the league. Um, and looking at the table, it's uh, tight and no looking good already. But um, it's no time to any knee-jerk reactions or lobbing anybody under the bus or getting knives in the back. I was not even at that stage. Like chucking scarves onto the pitch or anything like Yeah, that. I mean, chucking all the that. season books. <laughs> like whipping off the top and running onto the pitch in the protest and stuff. But um, he... Yeah, got hundred percent faith that he can turn it around. Um, mm-hmm. I just, uh, you know, you're, you wouldn't be a fan if you didn't come on or speak to your mate in the pub and hear an absolute bitch fest about the team that you've just seen like play. To be honest, eh? I mean, and that's that's what we're that's doing. What we're doing right now, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like I, I did question about saying that about the honeymoon period before I came on it, but I was like, no, it's true. But some people can take it in a pure like the worst context ever. Going, oh, they want want them out. This is it. Yeah, this will be on the back. No, like that. No, like that at all. It's just a case yeah. of well, now we can, like you said, 
about five minutes ago, we can start looking at stuff and saying, come on, I'm not happy the way he's done this or that or that, because when you're in that kind of just in the team kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, like bacon, you didn't really want to say anything like that in case you got people jumping down your throat saying, oh, Kenny's okay, two games in or something. But I feel like now you can turn around and be like, like, what is happening? What is happening? And what, and what, you, what have you got planned for this? Um, mm. like, you know, like he's going to turn around and go, I tell that Danny Smith I've got this planned, eh? Um, I'm trying to sign this boy, yeah. <laughs> tell him I got off my back. Yeah. Then, but, um, <laughs> Leave Marshall alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that's what we're at the stage of we're at now and I mean we've got obviously, obviously we don't know what goes on uh, in the background we don't mm-hmm. we're not at Dens we're not at Gardine right so we're obviously just you know our own opinions you know mm-hmm. what I mean our voice and opinions that you know some other people have but I mean a part of me a, a little tiny part of me feels he may have underestimated the championship mm-hmm. part of me um, but I mean like I was saying you know, teams. You know, we've, we've if we score first, I'd be going right. Let's go for it. Go for the jugular. Get the game over and done with. But I think teams that we play against, if Dundee score first, I don't think teams' heads will go down. Mm. I think they'll still be like, "It's Dundee. We can get back into this." Yeah, yeah. Like it says with our growth and then that air game there. Um, you know, two early goals, but then concede. And then he's go down. I mean, obviously that both was a different scenario. Like, but mm-hmm. I think teams will approach it like that. They'll be like, if Dundee score, don't worry, just keep playing your game. Mm-hmm. I, I, for me, I, I, I just think Dundee need to have that killer instinct, you know, mm-hmm. if they're, and go for the jugular, get the game over and done with in the first twenty-five minutes, um, <laughs> two, three goals or whatever, and then for concede, who cares? <laughs> but we've just got to win these, like instead of mm-hmm. capitulating, you know. In a, in a weird, sadistic way, I kind of look at this game and I try to be a little bit positive and think, maybe we needed this. Maybe we needed this kind of kick up the arse, the manager, mm-hmm. to have a second look at everything and go, right, what's happening here? So it's fair enough to have top of the league when we're playing them. He says, but what the hell was that? Again, like, I need to like, clear the desk a bit and then look at what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um Let's let's start afresh again. Again, it's only been nine games in, but right, that never worked. There's no performances under been well the past few games. Mm. How let's try and mock it up a bit. Let's try and like you say, um, bring my game back in. <laughs> um, but something like this, yeah. um, he's got to look at something new because what he's put out the past couple of games hasn't been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, hasn't been good. I mean, McGinn, and, McGinn, sorry, McGinn, I know I keep going on about him, but is it McGinn's attitude? Is it mm-hmm. his fitness levels? Because we know that Boyer likes a fit team. Is it his age? Because mm-hmm. we know, judging by the signings that he's made, you know, it looks like he's wanting players between, say, 2025, 20, 2026. 20, mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So maybe he doesn't want older players. What's Burn? Burn's 29. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? So it could be that. Yeah, he just wants young, fit, hungry players. But the the ones that have came in, Grayson was absolutely stinking uh, on Friday. Um, mm-hmm. After being absolutely superb against our growth, um, I, I don't know. Maybe I think with McGinn, if McGinn and Burn go, then the amount of money, you know, wages wise, that could then probably bring in three players. Yeah, you know I mean, four maybe. Maybe you never know. You never know. Yeah, a couple of loans, I a mean, couple of signings. Yeah, I mean, oh, we'll never know 
exactly what's going behind the scenes. Especially, it'll be left to left up left to a few faceless, no name boys like us on a podcast to that's speculate it. and cover the minutes on. But yeah, that's <laughs> it. But I mean, let's not dwell on the air game. We've got a couple of games coming up. But before we take on Queen's Park on Saturday, we'll have the small matter of a League Cup tie against Park against Falkirk. Now, we've not took on Falkirk in just under six years, I think. But even more so, we haven't took them on, on the in the League Cup since 1988 at home. Uh, we came up 2-1 victors that day, but uh, plenty of uh, years have passed since then. So we've got John McNally and from the Falkirk Daft podcast to give us a lowdown on well everything Falkirk. John, how are you doing? I'm all right. Cheers, Danny. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for having me on. No worries, no worries. <laughs> no worries at all, pal. Um, well, we'll just get cracking on. Like It's been a while since uh, Dundee have took on Falkirk and an awful lot's happened uh, during your end ache. And Do you want to oh. just enlighten us a little bit? Oh, but how long you got, Danny? Um, <laughs> it's just it's been it's been horrendous, it's been absolutely horrendous. Being a Falkirk supporter, you know, it was at a time where Dundee and Falkirk probably, you know, we were at the kind of same level, battling it out. You know, it was back and forth between us, competing for first division titles, what have you. Um, and now we are in obviously the doldrums of League One, and it's it, you know it's been a real fall from grace. Um, from the heydays of, you know, going to Scottish Cup finals, contending to win the championship, finishing, you know, fifth, uh, well, top of the 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 bottom of the, the split and stuff like that. And now we find ourselves in League One, but it's just been, it's been disaster after disaster coming, you know, we must have went through, I think there's, we've went through about 300 players in the last <laughs> Yeah, four years. I swear to God, it must be. It must be a crazy number for the last five years. The amount of uh, players we've had in and out of the club. Every single team in Scotland has got an ex Falkirk player. <laughs> I can guarantee that. And I think, I think that's courtesy of Paul Hartley and certain midfielders because yeah, he well, loved that. Well, that. I mean, you know, I could. You know, it all comes down to. I mean, the, the, we changed from Houston, who you know did very well with us. You know, when we were, were contending with when in, the, in the, the championship, you had Rangers, you had Hearts, you had Hibs, and we were giving them a game. You know, we were we were up there. You know, obviously beating Hibs in the playoff uh, to go through against um, Kilmarnock, and then after that, we had didn't get off to a great start with them, and then we kind of you know there was calls for his head, whatever. Then Paul Hartley came in, um, and it was just a disaster. No, in fact, it was Ray. It was Ray that came in before was it Hartley. I get confused. We've been <laughs> yeah, it's been an absolute disaster. It's been an absolute disaster. So, um, yeah, we find ourselves where we are. I mean, you can't put the blame. You, certainly, Paul Hartley has a lot to do with it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it's just been. We seem to be in a good place just now, though, which is the good thing. We've got a manager for the first time, and since Houston, you know, we've had we went through Hartley, went through uh, Ray, we had Lee and Cracks with Paul Sheeran, and now we've found a football manager, a real football guy, you know, mm-hmm. someone that's going to taking the club by a scuff of its neck, and and hopefully, hopefully, you know, revitalising us and uh, getting us back up to the championship next season. So I take it you're happy with John McGlynn at the at the helm then. Yeah, delighted with it, Danny. Absolutely delighted with it. It's uh, 
you know, we, we've been we had, we've tried and tested. It's like you know, we went from Paul Sheeran, who you know was like this, obviously the kind of modern football day manager brought him from Aberdeen's youth setup. He'd obviously done a job elsewhere before coming to Falkirk. Cracks and um, Miller loved them to bits, loved them both to bits, um, but it kind of fell away from them, you know. But John McGlynn is a proper football manager, you know. He's got a great pedigree. He's managed at, you know, Premiership level. He's managed, you know, took Wraith Rovers up to the Championship. Just a proper football guy, you know, and you just trust someone like that in charge of your club. You know, I mean, you, you trust him to do everything right, you know, and he worked a lot. You know, he, he talks about um, when he was he was kind of working at Celtic. Um, I, I think he was scouting there, but he got a lot from Brendan Rodgers, which surprised me because, you know, you see someone like John McGon, you think old school manager, mm-hmm. you're thinking mm-hmm. always up in the middle, defence on top. Um, but he, the way we, we, we knock the ball about, um, he says that's probably been his biggest eye-opener as a football manager, a football coach, is working and seeing how Brendan Rodgers did things on the training field. So it, he's got us playing good football. He's got us playing really good football. And he's built, you know, he's expect from a John McGuinn side, he's built from the back. And, like, we've got a, a, a really solid defence now, um, mm. you know, at... You know, and he kind of looks at that, and you know, you can tell like we went out against teams, and we've got like all our back four are over about six foot. You know, yeah. Um, <clears throat> when we when we've got our kind of settled back four, uh, got Weekly on McCann point left back has been brilliant. But um, when the kind of the four I think he would like to have in there is probably Cole Donaldson, Henderson. Um, right back, uh, having big Williamson out there, big Ryan Williamson, and then left back, uh, Sean Mackey. So mm. they're all big boys, you know, and he's kind of built from that. But the way we knocked the ball about, the players he's brought in, you know, Stephen McGinn has been a revelation in that midfield. Like, you know, we've been crying out for a player like that for so many years, just experienced head, mm-hmm. consistent you know, knows where to put the ball, can can change things up for switch of plays, knows what to do with it, when and where, and he's been a revelation, but he's brought in some really good players and some, you know, curveballs as well, which you're just going like, we've, we've just brought in two guys, um, boy, uh, Raman Burrell, who was uh, on loan at Kilmarnock, uh, we've got him from Middlesbrough, we've signed him, and a guy who scored there at the weekend, Ola Lalo, um, who, you know, YouTube sensation, <laughs> and you, you, it's, it, you went on YouTube and go, this boy's, um, was it Chippenham Town or something like that? I can't remember the name. It was, I think it was Chippenham Town coming from. And he, he looks a real, real threat as well. Coupled with, you know, you've got players in there now. Um, Callum Morrison, who's really set the higher light over the last few weeks, 3-3 three and three for him. Aidan mm. uh, Nesbitt, who's been every, here, mm. there and everywhere. Um, not had a great start to the season, but, you know, he'll have his day when he has his days on it, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, couple that with some of the, the players that we've got there in the squad, you know, we've got real depth of squad now as well. And uh, John McGuinn's been at the centre of that and is really making it work. It seems like a lot of good vibes coming from you there, John. Um, yeah, sure. I just must be a bit of a shite of that. It's probably the toughest league one and probably ever. Um, <laughs> you know what? It, it absolutely is. You know, we. I, th- I think you, if you caught me in our time, you know, it's because we've, you know, for the first time, we, we strung two wins together for the first time in a year. Mm-hmm. And that's been three and mm-hmm. three now. 
you yep. know, scoring nine goals in, in, in three games as well, which has been something we've not done in a long, long time. And I think it's just confidence beats confidence, you know, and you, you can see that throughout the team. Um, but yeah, it's... I'm I'm topping with a bit of optimism at the moment. <laughs> you can tell. But you know, you, you obviously we're going into the cup game with you guys, um, and you go into it feeling co- a bit confident. I know Dundee are a very good side. Uh, I mean, it doesn't look to me that uh, the season started as well as you would have liked to have. You know, everyone's marked mm. Dundee as being, um, <clears throat> you know, championship favourites this season. Um, but obviously, not a great result against there. And, you know, you, I guess you guys are hoping that it would have went better. Much just better. Just slightly. Just slightly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, we got beat We got beat 3-1. You just won 3-1. It was kind of a bit... Hmm. Oh, I'm not feeling too confident about the Tuesday myself, I must admit. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> for us, I mean, that was a massive game for us at the weekend, beating um, Queen of the South 3-1. They came down, obviously, from the Championship. Again, like you guys, one of the favourites to win the league. Um, but that was the marker for me, you know, because mm-hmm. we take we beat Peterhead, we beat um, Edinburgh there just mm-hmm. uh, over the last couple of games. But you know, those are teams that are you know kind of getting talked about for relegation. No one's saying that Edinburgh are up there and thereabouts. Yep. But yeah, that was, for me on on Saturday was a big marker in the way, way we did it. It was a dodgy twenty minutes. I have to admit, um, we had a wee bit of dip, but they just kept going. They just kept going, and they you know got the third goal and. It was game over from there on in. Eh? Well, you're certainly uh, maybe put on a put me on a bit of a down off because <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not thinking, oh, here we go. Um, yeah. Especially after Friday's result for us, and then uh, also kept an eye on your your, your team and seeing your win against Queen itself. I just think it's a fantastic result, and um, yeah, you've had a little shaky start. I think it was a defeat and a draw, or a draw and a defeat, and then like you say, yeah. you've got the the results together. Yeah. Um, so and you're up there now at the, the the end of the table that you want to be at. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, confidence. You, you, it's just drained out me there from your talk, your pep talk, has totally scared me. <laughs> and he's answered all. He's answered all my questions. What a professional! <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's. I mean, the thing is, though, You know, we had a, we had an absolute shocker against Airdrie a few weeks ago. You know, yeah, burst my equipment as well. Oh, right, yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> But um, I it, we had um we had a shocker against Airdrie a few weeks, but I'm just hoping that that was a blip because it was a very uncharacteristic. Uh, what um, what's the word? Uh, Car- uh, uncharacteristic. Uncharacteristic. <laughs> 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 um, under um, we started. I, but I just feel the last three games is clicked, and you know we brought mm-hmm. in, like I say, we we bought the we got boy Allegria from Rangers, got him on loan. Now he mm-hmm. the first couple of games tripped over the eighteen yard box, and everyone thinking <laughs> this guy. We, we were all saying we were saying the podcast. This guy's obviously been Morelos's. He plays seven sides with Morelos <laughs> in Colombia. We need to bring this boy on to get Morelos to sign a new deal or whatever. It's like go and sign my mate. He play, you know, play with sevens. He's a decent. decent <laughs> always first to, to to sign up for sevens. So we thought we, we were on a dud there, but. You know, and we had warning signs from Partick Thistle supporters um, who said he was an absolute nightmare at us. But you can just, I don't know, the last couple of weeks just click with him. His hold-up plays, link-up plays been excellent, really, really good. And it, it was just like we, we were saying on the podcast, it's like all he was in is that we go to get mm. underway. And he got there on Saturday 
And yeah. I think he'll, he'll go on to, to score all the goals because he is really impressive. His link-up play, his hold-up play, um, you know, and he set up Callum Morrison for his as well. So I'm really hoping that he's going, he's going to come good. And the, the boy, uh, Burrow, that we've just signed as well, is no short of confidence either. You know, he was, after he got his goal against Edinburgh, he, he said, I, you know, if I get started, I'll probably get two or three. You know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing for sure, boys. Um, you boys have got a couple... Obviously, every team in Scotland, you've got a couple of experience in the squad there. So you've got Jordan McGee, obviously, and you've got um, Zach Grudden as well, who was brilliant for us, you know, in a really tough time. Zach Grudden was the only kind of shining light when we got relegated from the Championship. So I can guarantee right now, they're definitely going to score. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say that, and we've got a few people that might want to score against us, um, ex-United boys who... Well, one that doesn't like us, Cole Donaldson. Yeah. And Cole Donaldson doesn't like us at all, so he will be absolutely gunning for a victory. Um, <laughs> Especially just... after the result today, boys. I'm sure he's uh, you know enjoyed that today. We're recording, obviously, on a Sunday night. <laughs> I kind of lightened the mood a wee bit of seeing that. Just a bit. Um, just a bit. Pl- plenty of laughs. Too many laughs. I got fed up laughing, to be honest. I bet yeah. you did. I bet you did. Um, but I, that was unbelievable. I'm, I'm, I, I can't... Here was coming on here to talk to you the boys tonight. I thought at least they, well they got beat off here, but after that today, you'll be <laughs> kind of takes the heat off us in this in the city a wee bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a wee bit I know there's fans in the city that's got more to spare in them than us. <laughs> well, that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, there's a like you say, there's a few boys. Uh, like you say, even Stephen McGinn, we know him yeah. well at being at Denz. He was us for not too long. Um, just uh, maybe four months or so, on, but he was. Uh, I liked him. He was a good player. Um, why did, you, why did you, it was interesting that you didn't you didn't keep him on, did you? It was a Paul Hartley signing. So basically, by the time four months came around, Paul had, Hartley, yeah, he had another fifth midfielders in. I forgot you had to go through the, the depths of despair of Paul Hartley as well. Uh, you know, the thing is, he started off good with us. He, he was did, good. Uh, but at the last couple of seasons, especially the last season, I just um, even he said he ran out of ideas. Eh? But um, oh, he, didn't he, he have was... an idea coming to Falkirk? That for sure. He didn't have one idea coming for Falkirk. Sign players off a of YouTube site. Like honestly, the players he so we it, sh- it makes me shudder. The players that we had, you know, the guy who was in Love Island, we signed a boy who's now in No More God's Sake. school in Love Island, Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wasn't just voting for me; he was wanting to sign him. <laughs> right, I know, but it's—I uh, mean, Paul Hartley was just oh. Yeah. Right, anyway. I just seem to. He's doing well at Hartlepool, though, eh? <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. He's uh, uh, I mean, how did he manage to get that job? Um, but yeah, might not be in that job much longer. <laughs> they probably but, um, just signed him just for the banter you know Paul Hartley Hartlepool that's probably why they gave him the job purely <laughs> because it's just the name <laughs> signed him purely because of a pun <laughs> but, um, but yeah I mean like you say there's uh, plenty of players in your team that uh, look like they can cause us problems the one that I look at that obviously you've, you've mentioned is Carl Morrison who is a yeah. uh, He's, he's scoring goals, and um, when you see somebody like that coming up against you, that's the, the first name that you look at and think, well, yeah. he's the danger man. I take it he is the danger man that we've got to look out for. 
he's certainly he's certainly in form at the moment, boys. I have to admit, he's certainly you know that's three and three for him. Um, I we, we were very critical at the start of on the podcast. I made the reference that Cal Morris and Aiden Nesbitt couldn't play in the same team together. Uh, they've obviously done it the last three weeks and they've done all right. And you know, it was for me, it was with Callum, it's his decision making, same with Aiden as well. It's the decision making. I made the comparison that you know, it's the kind of boys you would take to a restaurant, right? And you know, they would spend the ages like the, one of these people would tell the waitress to come back, do you know what I mean? Because they're sitting looking at the menu and like, they were, oh, should I have the chicken? Should I have the steak? Should I have the chicken? Should I have? And they couldn't make up their mind because that's how indecisive they are in the park, you know. <laughs> and they always end up making the wrong decision. So then this, they'll order the chicken, and then the steak will come going, Oh, I wish I'd ordered that. And that's the kind of analogy I use because <laughs> the decision making is terrible. But I don't know what it is with Calvin in the last couple of weeks, but he's, um, his decision making has been spot on, and he seems to just be a player that thrives on confidence. And you know those three goals that he's got in the last three weeks. Um, plus he scored a couple of free, he scored a free kick uh, in the cup. He's he's really looking good. He's really looking good for it. Um, and he, he's a he'll be a real danger man coming coming off the wings. Like I say, Allegria, you know, I think with the confidence he had with getting that goal on Saturday there. Like I say, I think he'll kick on from that, and I really hope he'll kick on from that. Uh, so he'll he'll maybe give you give you a couple of problems there. Again, we know about. I will probably sit. I don't. I you know we're playing. A young boy we signed from Aberdeen uh, who was on trial is Finn Yeats. He was playing midfield, looked great. Um, but we our Williamson who turned into Cafu a couple of weeks ago and then <laughs> unfortunately got injured. But um, he he's been playing right back, so that will certainly be an area of the park that I would imagine. He's uh, a look to target because you know we're playing a young boy out there at right back. Um, Liam McCann's coming out of some game, but again, I wonder if they'll play Sean Mackey out there come Tuesday. Uh, just like I say, McGinn likes big players. Sean Mackey, who we got from Hips, um, big lad. We've been playing him at centre half just because centre half problems, but we've got Liam Henderson who we signed from our broth. Mm-hmm. He's uh, back to fitness now and came off the bench there on Saturday. So I've got a funny feeling he might put Sean Mackey just because he's a big lad and he'll just sit because Leon McCann likes to get it forward. I think Sean will just probably sit a wee bit more than obviously up against tougher opposition. So I think we'll probably look at like Sean Mackey, Cole Donaldson, Liam Henderson uh, and then right back, I think we'll play Yeats because I think Williamson's not going to make it on Tuesday. Um, but I think again, just that we'll look a bit more, we'll probably set up a bit more defensively against you guys. Um, but yeah, certainly Morrison, I think will, will be a bit of a, a danger, especially with the form that he's been on. Hopefully, he decides to pick the chicken and he sees the steak and wants that instead. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, know, I know. But if he's if he's on his game, um, your shaky defence mm-hmm. isn't he the best just now. So right, I mean. So- Where's it, where's it going wrong with Dundee this season at the moment? Is it? I mean, obviously, you started off okay, but the, the results... Is that, is that a blip? Did you see that coming on Friday there? I didn't see it coming at all. I didn't think... It, I thought with Dundee being on the TV, I thought they would have probably adopted their game, but it looked, it looked like it was going to be a great start, goal in the first three minutes, and then we were piling on the pressure, they scored, and then we just disappeared. So <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But hopefully they get to the bottom of that ASAP. It's a defence. It's 100% a defence. I mean, I've said it plenty of times on other pods, John. <laughs> and um, So we got up through the playoffs with like the third worst defence in the league. And it consisted of 
Kerr, Marshall, and well, Ashcroft's been injured, but uh, them mm-hmm. two at fullbacks. Mm-hmm. Then we got promoted, obviously, and then we got relegated just as quick as we got promoted. And yeah. we've only added one player to that defence, centre back, and <clears> we're <throat> just as nervous, shaky, shite as we were last season. To me, some opinion, and it sounds bad saying it because you really want to get back your players with this, but there was no denying that defence needs to be sorted out pronto for Dundee. Right, right. Well, yeah. Hopefully, what well, we hopefully we can we can get at that. Um, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping. Um, is you know, like say, I think Morrison on his day can can open up defenses. Mm-hmm. Uh, like say, we've got strength coming off that bench as well. The boy Lawa, I'll, I'll I'll tell you, look out for him. He'll be mm-hmm. he's good. This is the YouTube sensation. Uh, but big Lawa Burrow coming off the bench, they'll they'll. I think they they could potentially be if it is nil nil going in that last twenty minutes. They're they're the kind of players that can open up a team. Mm. Um, certainly with their movement, um, Allegri as well his movement's excellent as well, and they'll, they'll hopefully be able to drag your your boys across the park with any luck. No, you're not need luck. <laughs> no, definitely not. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Johnny, you're making are you making the trip up to Dundee for the game? I'm not. I'm not making it myself. I I work early shifts, so mm-hmm. I'm up at four o'clock in the morning. But my uh, podcast compatriot, who didn't want to, to, who hates Dundee with a passion, he says I can't go on there because I'll just get too rowdy. So <laughs> he's going to be up there for for the podcast uh, feeding into us and, and giving us all the report. Big Ross Wayne will be up there. A lot of the boys are coming up for it as well. Um, so I've got my fingers crossed um, we can get a result. You know, it's a free hit for us. It's mm-hmm. a free hit for us because mm-hmm. their main focus this year is, is the league. So mm-hmm. we get up, get up there, get something positive, you know, just keep the momentum going. That's all I'm, I'm caring about and looking ahead to next game against Kelty at the weekend. Make a prediction, John. <laughs> <laughs> Make a prediction. Okay, okay. You're hard I- ahead. <laughs> I'm going to, you can't not back your own team. <laughs> Obviously. You know, I think my, my, my heart would say, my heart would say 1-0 Falkirk will squeeze a wee, bigger leg there, squeezing another goal in there, um, my Cal Morrison assist. Um, but I'll, you know, but my head's probably saying if we can get, if we can get it to extra time, and go for a penalty shoot. It's it's fat to go straight to a penalty shoot. I don't know in this round. Does it go straight? I think I think it was only the group stages. So think, it's just extra. Yeah. If we take extra time and then a penalty shootout, and then it's just in God's hands. That that's <laughs> that's what my head's saying. My heart's saying Falkirk one 0 though. Obviously, go, go and text Ross and ask him what his thoughts are. What result he thinks is going to be. It's abuse. That's what I was saying, Ross. I was I was glad that you guys, um, you know, DM me on social media around send emails because I know how rubbish you boys are with emails up in the middle. Oh, oh there we go. Night. Oh. Disconnect. Get him. <laughs> Don't worry, we can email. We can edit that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bin that. Bin that. We lost, we lost that in an email. <laughs> Super, brilliant. Fair play, fair play there. Uh, honest, somebody was going to make that joke sooner or later, John. I know, I had to. Yeah, I'd say. What are you boys thinking? What are you boys thinking? 9 0. 9 0. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I th- I, again, I would take a scrappy 1 0. 
exactly. as long as we get a win, I'm not really fussed at all. But like yeah. you're saying, the way you've been talking about these players, I'm sweating now. I but I talking a good game, Paul. I've done. I've literally turned up on the night. <laughs> um, you know, like I say, they didn't turn up against Airdrie, uh, but I just think they've settled. And like you say, you know, confidence beats confidence, and you know, mm-hmm. three wins on on the bounce is certainly the boys will be buzzing for it. Uh, you know, and it'll be, I guess, it's a marker for us as well. You know, if can we compete with championship teams? Because that's, you know, it's not just a championship team. It's a, a team that were in the Premiership last season, you know. So can we can we go there? Can we compete? Content? I'm sure that's what John McGon's saying. This is the level you boys need to be at. And this is where you want to be at. So you need to go in there and you need to compete. And you can test every single ball and win every single ball. Because I'm sure that's what he'll be saying in the dressing room, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I'm going to say my prediction is going to be 2 0 Dundee. And just because what you said about your co host, I'll be a comfortable 2 0 win. <laughs> and easy. <laughs> well, boys, if, if, if we do win, if we do win, I hope you'll uh, give me the, the, the opportunity to invite you on to Falkirk Daff, one of you, the two of you, to come on at Falkirk Daff, because Ross would love to talk to you <laughs> if we managed to beat you. Paul's not busy, he's fine. All the best for Tuesday, um, and fingers crossed it's a Falkirk one. <laughs> yeah, all the best, all the best. But John, thanks very much for coming on, mate. I appreciate that. Good insight there for the, the, the game coming up. Um, uh, thank you very much, mate, for taking the time out and uh, coming on the podcast. Um, really um, good chat from you. Um, but we're going to move on to talking about our up and coming game against Queen's Park. So um, I'll let you go and. Sweat about Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. Bye. All right, boys. Thanks a lot. Cheers. So, next up, it's Queen's Park at Dens Park, Paul. Um, I mean, at the start of the season, I would have fancied them at Dens. By the way, results have went. They have, they've had a wee shaky start, but they've kind of clawed it back. They've won away at home to Partick, and then they went to Arbroath and then won. And then, obviously, Saturday there, got another win against Queen's Park. They now sit further in the table um, above us. What are we thinking about this game? Um, like you says, you know, at the start of the season, well, especially after we beat them in the in the Cup, I'd be thinking, yeah, it'll be easy. Yeah, well, it won't be easy, but... We should beat them. We'll, we'll definitely, or we'll definitely beat them. But now, I, I don't really like saying this, but I think that's a must-win game on uh, on Saturday. Must-win, especially in front of the home fans. Obviously, Dundee fans can be notoriously fickle at times, uh, but they need a performance. They need a win, and they need a, a, a comfortable win. And I think for the defence's sake and the keeper's sake, we need a clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I said that on the last podcast. Like people are ah, writing off Queen's Park, but I said it on the last episode that there were people were starting to take notice of them. Mm-hmm. Then they've went on that three game, three game winning streak. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it, it's also that um, we added thing at the back of my head that there's a potential that we could be seven seven points behind. At the top, if Air managed to win, yeah, and if we were defeated and so early in the season, that is still that that 
that plays on your mind that night, no matter what anybody says. Mm-hmm. That would play certainly play on the minds of the fans. Um, and God knows what it would do to the players because to go six six games into the season and be seven points behind the leaders when you're meant to be favourites for this is mentally kind of be good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, who who would have thought that would be sitting here, uh, fretting over the possibility of Queens Park doing over Dundee at Dens Park? Um, I certainly didn't. I mean, they've had a, like you say, we spoke about them in uh, another pod before we played them in a League Cup game, and uh, they've been well backed financially, mm. and they've also made it up the the divisions, and they're here on merit, and the the will give teams a good go. I just never thought we'd see them above us in the league at any and, one point. <laughs> at any one point, to be honest, them. Mm-hmm. I thought there would have been a mid-table kind of season for them. But no, we're sitting in the mid table, and the other ones sitting fucked. Yeah, I didn't even. I, I genuinely didn't even think about that. Like, if we if we lose an air win, then it's seven points, and then that's you didn't want to be chasing the pack like that. You obviously you want to be leading the pack. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, looking at the records, so I mean, okay, yeah, they're three. Well, it's three points ahead of us. But so when you look at the goal records. You know, for goals for goals against goals against, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, we are eight and eight, and they're ten and eight. You know, so and looking at the games and their results, they've always won by one game. You know, it's been two one, three two. You know, so I think again, there's going to be goals in this game, mm-hmm. um, especially with the way that our defence kind of leaks goals at the moment. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know. This, I'm not confident. We, you know, I'm kind of flapping a wee bit. I just keep thinking. All I could think of is banana skin, banana skin, because that's what we. I think that's what you refer to as, uh, you know, when we played them in the cup. That it could have been a potential banana skin, but obviously we came through it. This one, no, I think this is a hell of a lot more important than you know what that game was anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the team has got to go and make amends for last Friday. Definitely. Um, that, that's no doubt about that at all and especially because we're at home we've got to go out there and put on a commanding win not just like a, perform- a, a commanding win here yeah. and this is just echoing what I said after the Partick game this is the second time I've had to say already this season um, but the team have got to go out there and, and do it for the fans mm. because the fans there's no expectations it's we do well. We do expect them to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, Always wanting them to do better. Yeah, I mean, but we're not going out there thinking we should just be getting this win just because, really. Yeah, but mm-hmm. the fans, the fans will expect Dundee to to get the win at home. Um, I just, I, I, I'm same as you. I just didn't care about this about it, this game. It's a tough one. I mean, like I, said, I, I highlighted. You know, one of their players, and I think he scored last week, um, uh, Savory. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've got to watch out, watch out for him, <laughs> definitely, because he looks like a boy that can exploit the gaps in the um, in midfield and our defence. And then there's Murray, Simon Murray scoring two at the weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean, I, I didn't quite really think he was that brilliant when he was at Dundee and that. I didn't really rate him at all, but I mean, he can he can be dangerous against yeah. us do you know what I mean um, and he's always going to be just 
there or thereabouts, using his experience to wind up the defence, you know, wind up the players, and you know, you and you, I think if he gets a chance, he'd take it. You know, he's mm-hmm. just one of those players. Yeah, and I mean, we said that to, um, we expect to maybe have changes in the the Falkirk game. Um, that we've just yeah. been speaking about with John. Um, we we'll probably expect to see changes there. Uh, like you say, we said earlier, mm-hmm. Legsden and Ashcroft coming in. Mm-hmm. So if we can get them a run out on Tuesday, hopefully nobody picks up any wee niggling injuries, recurrences, anything like that. And uh, we see them come into the team because if we have them in the team, I'll feel more confident. Yeah. Um, but based on... Friday, I'm just that my nerve. No, 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 my nerves. My confidence is just a wee bit sharp, to be honest. Just about. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's you try to you're trying to preview this game, <laughs> and you're trying to be as positive as, as possible. But I'm just really like, oh, I'm just going to be one of those where I'm just going to have to get in, get into the into the ground, sit down, and just. I'll just be nervous, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, no disrespect to Queen's Park because they're here and they've done it on merit, but I've never thought like, I'd be feeling like this before a game against them. No. I mean, Boyer said that in his interview as well. Um, I think that's how he left the interview, saying that um, well, th- th- there will be changes for the Falkirk game, but I think you're mm-hmm. right. If, if, if there are the changes that we have maybe said, you know, like, you know, dropping Sweeney for Ashcroft, bringing in legs then for Sharp. Um, if they two come through it unscathed and there's a clean sheet, I'd probably be playing them on the Saturday as well. But that's if they play. Um, mm. Part of me feels that I wouldn't mind uh, seeing we Cameron uh, start, but who are you dropping? Um, mm-hmm. I, de- I definitely think there's going to, it's going to be a different lineup t- on Tuesday to what we've mm-hmm. what we've seen, especially on Friday. Um, I would, uh, like it says, I wouldn't mind Legsden's Ashcroft and maybe Cameron for Grayson um, and take it from there. But with this injury with McCowan, McGinn's got to start. And if he doesn't mm-hmm. start, then that to me, that's the, the nail in the coffin for him, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I think so as well, especially with the, I think it's Thursday night, the transfer window shuts. Hmm. Um, or is it Friday in Scotland? It's it's always different, eh? But is it um, the second? Is it is it the second or something? I can't remember. I can't mind. Really wish I checked this before starting to speak about it. To be honest, nah, not the um, But um, it's next yeah, week I, anyway. It's next week. It's next week. I mean, yeah. yeah I think um, I don't think we'll see. We'll definitely not see any new faces in the team for Tuesday. No. I don't think we'll see any new faces in the team either, obviously, for Saturday, but there might be new faces in the squad. Um, but we just have to wait and see. Yeah, I think um, if McGinn's no one, I would not be against putting Cameron in that position. Mm-hmm. Getting him a start, saying, right, on you go, let's see what you can do. Because um, mm-hmm. he's he's got the boys there on the bench that are that, obviously youngsters that you know I've got like I said El- again earlier just repeating myself just like applauding me repeating myself here but right. there's a ability there but this is the chance to 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 show it in a competitive league match hmm. and I, I do think he'll give one of them he'll give somebody the nod for this uh, on the bench just because I think the whole McGinn thing I just can't see him playing them I mean I think I, I can't believe you've never even mentioned this when we were talking about subbies and that 
uh, from their game. Paul McGowan going off at half time. Yeah. Strange. I forgot I touch on that one. Totally. Um, just, uh, just, boom, just came to me there. That, mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, he brought on Robinson, but he, <laughs> like I says, you, you've brought on McGee and then you're taking off McGowan for a striker. Mm-hmm. But there's, again, there's nobody in that midfield to assist yeah. this additional striker. <laughs> I think it was just, um, <laughs> hopefully, I think it was just like, let's change, put on a boy that, like Robinson, who can can be quite tasty up front and do so, um, mm. and hoping it sticks. And so unfortunately, it never. Um, no, just one of those nights where, all were, all were it just went defensive. to pot. Yeah, I, I went to pot. But when you, if you have a, like it says, if you look, you know, look at the stats and that for the game, and and watch the highlights again, that you probably won't. Uh, I don't. I probably wouldn't recommend it. Either team could have won it, but mm. Ayr just took their chances. That's yeah. that's football. That's it. Yeah. So but honestly, it could have been avoided. Could have been avoided. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So, Walsley, hopefully, we use Tuesday and Saturday um, to kind of kickstart, reignite this season. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, it's, it's, let's not be honest, it's kind of fell away a wee bit. Um, just a wee bit. But, uh, it's, again, it could just be a wee blip. Um, like you said earlier, it, it could just be something that some Dundee needed. They needed to go, th- maybe needed to have this blip so somebody gives them a bit of the arse uh, mm-hmm. to get back into gear and show the show the fans, show show the fans and show the opposition what we're about and how good we can be. Mm-hmm. But, uh, again, that'll only come with wins and clean sheets because it's all confidence related. That's it. That's it. Uh, yeah, you put it beautifully there. And not a cliche in sight. There's a first. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we've kind of rambled on for too much now. Um, yeah, so we've uh, thanks to to John for popping on, giving us a wee lowdown on fall kick. Um, Paul, thanks uh, again for coming on. Um, you're Pleasure. on every week. You're my co-host. You're on every week anyway. Eh? So, um, but we'll see. Uh, well, we'll see you. But we'll be at back at Dens on Tuesday on Saturday as well. Um, you never know, there might be a wee special guest appearance by Jack Ross coming on to the centre circle at one point and a half time. Um, you never know, eh? But um, until next week, catch you later. <laughs>